Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi everyone and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host Shravan. We've got Tyrone sitting over in his place. Hello. We're back for another episode and you got a double feature this time. Me specifically? Yeah, just you. As a treat? Yeah, just you. Yeah. Because you're going to be listening to this, right? No. <laughs> so they're not you as well. Basically, we, we sat through a double feature yesterday and uh, we're going to talk about two movies. So two, two in one, you're getting double. Double the fun. Double the fun, that's right. So we watched the Paramount action adventure martial arts film Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins. So they couldn't call it Snake Eyes because there's already a movie called Snake Eyes starring our favourite actor Nicolas Cage out in 1992. Mm. So they had to tag on the G.I. Joe Origins. And the second movie we watched... We watch these in succession, by the way. So we, this is the this is the work we do for you guys. We uh, went to the cinema and we watched two movies in a row. The second movie we watched was the Disney family action movie Jungle Cruise. We're, we're going to be talking about both of those today, but we'll start with Snake Eyes. That's the order we watched in, and obviously this this actually came out last last week, but we couldn't watch it because we were in lockdown, and uh, we just came out of lockdown this week, so we decided to watch this and the movie that was coming out this week, which was Jungle Cruise. A bit of background on Snake Eyes. So it's directed by Robert Schwentke. Do you want to know what he's done in the past? Uh, yeah, sure. What's he done? So he's done a movie called Tattoo in 2002. Then he's done a couple of... So he's from Germany, I think. So he's done a couple of German films. In 2005, he did the movie Flight Plan. Then he did 2009's Time Travel's Wife. And then he did Red in 2010. Red is that action movie with old people, right? Like Bruce Willis and Helen Mirren and... Yeah, it's the old people action movie. Yeah, that yeah. So the old people action movie. Then he did R.I.P.D. Oh, yeah, that's not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, tried watching that once. <laughs> that's Ryan Reynolds and Kurt Russell? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, yeah. Heard it's like a rip-off version of Men in Black, right? Yeah, well, I hardly watched like the first half an hour. I couldn't get through much more than that. <laughs> yeah. 
It's it's kind of like Madame Black esque. In t- twenty fifteen, he did a movie in the Divergent series, Insurgent, and he also did the twenty sixteen sequel, Allegiant. Yeah. Okay. He's done movies. He's done movies, and in twenty seventeen, he did a movie called The Captain. I've heard of I've heard of some of them, but I've seen mostly none of them. <laughs> well, no one's told me actively that these mov- these are good movies. In fact, uh, I know that R.O.P.D. is actually meant to be really bad. So maybe we should have looked at his filmography before we went to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more about Snake Eyes. So it's starring. Henry Golding, who a lot of people know from Crazy Rich Asians, and Andrew Koji, who is known for the show Warrior. Then it's got some secondary characters that play a role. We can talk about how important they are. Like I said, it's distributed by Paramount Pictures, so this is going straight to... It's going to Paramount Plus, their streaming service, in 45 days. uh, Well, 45 days after the release, and it released on the 23rd of July. Budget is $110 which is... Decent, like it's a it's a it's a big budget movie. There's action, some big action piece set pieces in it, and box office wise, it's done about twenty one million, which is not good. Even in current times, it's they probably were expecting a bit higher than that. We can jump into a non spoiler review. So, what's the story? I, I should mention one thing. So, I don't know anything about GI Joe. I don't even know what is GI Joe. GI Joe. Yeah. It's a it's a covert military agency. Okay. Because yeah. I always thought it was a guy. I'm like, is there a guy called no. G.I. Joe? <laughs> no, they're called Joes. It's like a, yeah, it's like a group of people. And it's an action. It's basically started off as toys, right? Action it's figures. a toy, yeah. It's like Transformers. Yeah, and they're in the, well, they're Hasbro as well, right? So they're both the same. Nah, nah. Transformers is Mattel, isn't it? Oh, is it? Okay. Or were they? Transformers is Mattel and G.I. Joe is Hasbro. Are they both in Hasbro now, or like do they merge or something? Because Paramount has their Transformers universe as well, so I don't know. Or maybe they just—I don't know. The I don't know. Yeah, maybe they both. just got both. And I looked back at when they started making these. So they started in 1964, and they were called America's Movable Fighting Man. And then they've sort of evolved from there. And there's comics as well. So there's GI Joe comics and animated shows and other live action movies, which you have watched. Rise of Cobra and Retaliation. I've I've seen both of them twice now, probably more than twice actually, because I watched the first one when it came out in two thousand and nine or something or two thousand and ten. The one with Channing Tatum. Yeah, I actually really liked it back then, but then everyone told me it was shit. But anyway, I liked it back then, and then I watched Retaliation, and I liked Retaliation when I saw it when it came out. But everyone told me that was shit as well. What were your thoughts on your second viewing? On the second viewing, I like the first one. I still think it's fun. But the second one's trash. <laughs> the second a lot of people no say good. the second one's better than the first one. Nah, I disagree. The first one's better than the second one. The first one's more fun. The second one's just really generic. So the first one has Channing Tatum as the main character. It's got Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the villain. And it's also got Dennis Quaid. Is he in this? It's got Dennis Quaid in the first one. He's like the commander. But it, it also both of them have snake eyes. The first one and the second one both have snake eyes. But traditionally, the Snake Eyes character, you don't see his face, right? He's always got that helmet on. Uh, no, you, in, in both movies, you don't see the face, but there's comics where you do see his face. He's actually traditionally a white person. That's right. Yeah, he's traditionally... And he's, he was played by Ray Park. He was played by Ray Park in the first one and some some guy in the second one. <laughs> I don't know who. But you never saw Ray Park anyway in those movies. No. And uh, Snake Eyes doesn't talk. That goes through everything. Snake Eyes doesn't talk. 
he can't talk or he just doesn't talk? In the old movies, he has a vow of silence. In the in some comics, he gets like his vocal cords cut and stuff. And okay. he can't talk. So he physically can't talk. Traditionally, he doesn't talk. So basically, this is a, an origin movie for that character. He's actually the best character in both those movies. Do you want to know more about Snake Eyes? Well, this movie was meant to tell us more about him. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we could get into it. I was just going to say, is there any movies that have origin, that actively have origin in the title that are actually good? Foreshadowing what I think about this movie. Begins is another word for origin. So Batman Begins. I guess so. Yeah. Batman Begins. That's probably the only one. Because there's Wolverine yeah. X-Men Origins, which is not good. What's the story for this one? Because I, the reason I went into the whole G.I.G. conversation, G.I. Joe conversation was because I don't know. I didn't know what was happening in this movie. I can't even sum up the story. You didn't know what was happening because you didn't know G.I. Joe or you just didn't know what was happening because you didn't know what was happening? Well, baseline, I knew what was happening. So it's like a revenge story. Like uh, this kid gets, he sees his father getting killed when he was, when he was a child and then he grows up with revenge and the story is about him trying to get that revenge. I understand that. But all the stuff in between, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> yeah, that's the baseline story, I guess, isn't it? And then it's got other stuff in between. There's lots of G.I. Joe characters in this, but it's like they don't need to be. In- There's not lots. There's like maybe four or five. But some of them you're like, you don't need to be in this and you're not doing anything for the story, basically. But they introduce some characters and then they go away and they don't show up until like way later yep and then they introduce more characters that have no relevance to the story but i i knew all the characters for some reason because they were in the previous movie so i know all of them i didn't know any of them there must have been references to the characters because these are this is where they start out and you're meant to know how they end up so i think they maybe if you're a G.I. Joe fan and you know all the characters and where they end up and stuff, maybe you would but enjoy this more. I don't know. Even even so, like Snake Eyes is meant to be like a tactical genius and like he's meant to be, well, in the first movie, the old ones, I like it, but I, I understand they're not the greatest movies. But Snake Eyes is like he trains with Channing Tatum's character, who I forget what his name is. Yeah, I forget his name. Anyway, he, he trains with Channing Tatum's character, and they're like, Snake Eyes has never been hit in training before. So it's meant to be like this physical giant and martial arts genius. Do you get that from this movie? He's meant to be like an amazing fighter, essentially. He's meant to... He's meant to be, yeah. He's meant to have like... Like a martial arts genius. Exceptional skills. Essentially. Yep. Yep. Uh, definitely didn't get that from this movie. <laughs> and the only one that can challenge him is meant to be Storm Shadow. And do you get that in this movie? Well, I didn't even know the guy was Storm Shadow. I, like, I, I, I don't even know there was a character called Storm Shadow. So there were there were all these references to him being this character. And I was like, why do they keep saying this stuff? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Why, what's happening? And then at the end, you find out that he's this character called Storm Shadow. Yeah, I mean, no, we won't go to too many spoilers. But yeah, I, I basically didn't get any of that. But Storm Shadow's been training for... In this movie, Storm Shadow's been training his whole life to be like That's a martial right. arts guy. Yeah, And then... Snake Eyes trades for two days. And it's he's not even that good. No, he's not. <laughs> which which is what threw me. I'm like, wait, the Snake Eyes is shit in this movie. Like he's meant to be he's meant to be like amazing at martial arts. He de- he never learns any martial arts at any point. Yeah. I thought Blind Master and um, Hard Master. What, Hard Master. I thought they were gonna teach him more, but they did it. Yeah. I mean side note, those are just 
the most ridiculous names I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's blind, so he's blind master. And the other guy's why is he hard master? Because he's he's hard. He's just I guess so. He's a yeah. tough bloke. So he's a tough bloke, yeah. yeah. In the comics. Oh not not in the comics, sorry, in the in the movie and in some of the comics, Hardmaster gets killed by killed by Storm Shadow, which is why he gets exiled. But you actually find out it's not Storm Shadow that kills him, it's actually Zartan. Who is a character that I thought would show up in this movie, and I mentioned to you at some point, but he never shows up, yeah. which is it's fine. He doesn't show up. He didn't need to be in it, but I thought he would. So I guess we're on the positives and negatives. So we've we kind of been talking mostly negatives, but I've got some positives. I thought Henry Golding was good for what he was in, I guess. I think his character had a bit of charm, but they don't really follow it up that but much. But he's not meant to be talking as well because yeah. he's snake. I thought he would lose his voice or take a vow or something. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, he's he- not really Snake Eyes. He's just some guy. I, I, if you told me this, if his name wasn't Snake Eyes and it was something else, then I would just be like, "Yeah, that that makes sense." It, it's not like his character is Snake Eyes. So his actual name is Snake Eyes. Well, according to this movie, anyway, like yeah. his actual name. Yeah. But his is- actual name is Snake Eyes in the other stuff as well. Yeah, because they call him Snake. I'm like. Is that actually his name? Like, why are you just calling yeah. him Snake? But apparently it's his name. I thought Andrew Koji was good. Andrew Koji was wasted, man. He's he's better than he is in this movie. Yeah, like, well, well for what he was, all the scenes he was in, it was pretty good. They definitely wasted him because he's... Yeah, he's so good at martial arts and they don't really use him for any of his martial arts stuff. He barely has fight scenes. Like, he has, like, two or three and you, they're not even that good, so... Have you seen The Warrior before? Or warrior? No, I've heard it's a good show though. He's he's really good at martial arts. He's he's meant to be the next like uh, Bruce Lee, <laughs> but you don't see any of that in this. He, he, you just see him standing with two swords a lot. <laughs> From what I read after the movie, the Snake Eyes character and what's his name, Shadow Storm, they're meant yeah. to have a relationship like Charles and Eric, Charles and Magneto. Yeah. So Shadow Storm and, and Snake Eyes trade together when they're kids. And then Hardmaster gets killed and everyone thinks it's Storm Shadow. So he gets kicked out, but you find out that it was actually Zartan. But they were friends. They were kind of friends when they were kids. But then Snake Eyes hates Storm Shadow because he killed Hardmaster. And then uh, Storm Shadow hates Snake Eyes because he thinks he framed him for killing Hardmaster. See, that makes more sense than what actually actually happened in this movie. One other positive is I thought one action sequence was decent. And it was in the trailers, and they spoiled most of it, but I thought that was all right. Which one? It's the one with the motorbikes. I thought that was all uh, right. In the car one? On the highway with the motorbikes. Yeah. The, yeah, that was all right. It was all right. Yeah. Negatives, again, on the action. I said one was good. The rest weren't good. The rest were, you couldn't really see what was happening. I think that was the issue. Like a good martial arts movie generally keeps the camera steady, and the less cuts, the better. <laughs> but this one has... The editing, Way too many yeah, cuts. The, edit, the editing yeah. in general, not just the action sequences, it's just the whole movie is just weird. Yeah. There was too many cuts and it was a lot of shaky cam. A lot of shaky cam. And they could have made it a bit more unique. Like it just felt like a generic, just a generic action movie. Like there was nothing, it wasn't even a martial arts movie. It was just like a normal action movie. There should have been more martial arts because that's what Snake Eyes, well, that's what you think of when you think Snake Eyes. It's a bit of martial arts. And when I was looking down the cast, because I don't know all of them, but Iko Uwais? Yeah, the raid guy, isn't yeah, it? He's in his yeah. Hardmaster. 
that guy's meant to, he's like amazing, right? At martial arts, and so is um Andrew Koji. I'm like, you didn't use any of this. Guys are wasted. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't do anything. He literally doesn't. He has like Hardmaster does nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has like one. Do you know, that guy's wasted in every movie he's in. <laughs> which other movie was he in? Isn't he in the Star Wars movie? Oh, which Isn't one? He in Force Awakens. Is he in Force? Let and he gets eaten by that. Eaten by that octopus. Not the octopus. It's that creature in Hard Solo's ship. Oh yeah, he is in it. I couldn't even tell you which character he was. He was a character called Razo Quinn Fee. He gets. He gets. He's got like two minutes screen time. He gets eaten pretty much immediately. He's wasted in every movie I've seen him in, other than the raid. He was in Stuba. I've seen that movie, but I can't remember <laughs> him in it. Obviously, he was wasted in that. If you pick these guys that can do good martial arts, and you've seen them do good martial arts, surely you just choreograph good martial arts scene and then you film it this guy's also a choreographer so you got him in the movie use his skills <laughs> like use him like they had everything to make make some good stuff but they just chose not to well another negative which i mentioned already but if you don't know the source material i think you'll just get completely lost because i there was just like these i think characters. they explained everything to you though don't they i don't know they're like oh there's there's this character called scarlet i'm like Who's this? <laughs> and, and they just have like one scene with her and then she disappears for the rest of the movie. And there's this other character called Baroness who they're like, apparently she's a big deal, but I had no idea who she was. And then there's a lot of jumps in the narrative. So you start off with this revenge plot and then it goes, he goes and works with this other guy. And then suddenly he's going and working for this other guy. And then this all happens in like 15 minutes. It's like cut, cut, cut. And then... The whole middle part of the movie, not really that much happens. Not much happens. Yeah. yeah. So they might have, I think there was just pacing issues. It just. Yeah. The middle part of the movie was kind of boring. And then the end part of the movie was very disappointing. I thought at least at the end we'll get some cool martial arts stuff, but they don't bring anything. I thought the start had some potential. I'm like, oh, this could be interesting if if they get this right from here. And there was interesting tonal changes like the movie seems to be pretty grounded and then suddenly it becomes all fantastical and like one part of the movie you're like is this even the same movie what's happening yeah it does become a bit too fantastic gi joe is fantastical in its kind of elements but they didn't the movie was too grounded initially to kind of make that make sense if that makes sense they needed to put some more seeds in beforehand it suddenly just switches and it's it feels like it's a different movie the dialogue was not good <laughs> it's not great really there's a lot of references to people's code names in the end which again you you probably need to know some of this source material to understand and then yeah i, I just think overall it was pretty pretty forgettable Scarlet was wasted. She didn't need to be in this movie. And Samara Weaving's actually a pretty good actress. So, yeah, she was really wasted because she's like, if you take her out of the movie, there's no difference. Yeah, it's exactly the same. And even that Baroness character. The Baroness is only in this so that they could have Cobra, yeah. which is the main G.I. Joe villain. So, if you take her out, there's no difference as well. And if you're a big Snake Eyes fan, like you mentioned, this is nothing like him. So you're probably going to be disappointed. No, he's not Snake Eyes. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, very, I thought there would be more of an evolution, but he's not really Snake Eyes. It feels like a prequel to a prequel to Snake Eyes. Maybe Snake Eyes is just another, just another guy that ends up. I don't know. This guy ends up training or whatever. But yeah, do you think do you think Snake Eyes could fight Storm Shadow after this movie and beat him? 
Because there's no... No, there's well, no, there's, well, I don't yeah. know. Like, I didn't see much of Storm Shadow either, so I don't know. Apparently, they're both meant to be amazing, but like, I don't, I didn't get the sense. He did. Snake Eyes gets no training in this whole movie. He gets like three days worth of training. So I'm yeah. like, and the training he cover- gets, it's not even martial arts. It's like, no, what, yeah. what is this? Yeah, overall, I just we only watched it yesterday, and I'm already forgetting it. So it's it's not that great. I actually really like the Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes character is kind of mysterious, and he's probably the best GI Joe character, which is why they did him as the Origins. But yeah, this is not Snake Eyes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm going to give it a cognitive regression. I don't think it's worth watching unless if you're a massive GI Joe fan. I just don't think you'd like it either because it's just not the same character. Just not that good. Just overall forgettable. They're probably. I think it's probably better off doing G.I. Joe as a team-up team movie. Yeah. yeah, because then they kind of, the characters go off each other. And then you could have Snake Eyes not talk and still have him being a character, but you can't have him be the main character in his movie and not talk. Most of the time he has a helmet on, so if he doesn't talk and you can't see his expressions, it's going to be pretty hard to make a movie on a guy where you get nothing out of him. But if you have him as a like a side character, it makes him mysterious and it builds up the movie a bit more. What are the other origins that they could do? Who are the other characters in G.I. Joe? Uh, I'm still trying to remember. The first the first G.I. Joe movie is basically an origin for... Uh, he's like the main G.I. Joe character, Channing Tatum's character in that movie. It starts with D. It's not Drew. So Channing Tatum plays Conrad Hauser? Duke? Duke. That's it. Duke. The first G.I. Joe movie is actually an origin movie for every single character in that movie. <laughs> Because they, they, they basically concentrate on the character, then they go through flashbacks for each character. So, Duke's, Duke gets initiated to G.I. Joe in the movie. Doesn't have much on Scarlet's origin, but she's just a military person. Most of them are just military people that just get kind of initiated to G.I. Joe. Snake Eyes' origin's pretty much what I said, but he's an ex-military guy as well. Oh, Brendan Fraser's in that first one. He's in it for like two seconds. In the second one, it, the rock is Roadblock. That's his name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then there's Lady Jane. I think is the is the girl in that movie. There's some other bloke that he's he's terrible in that movie. I, I don't even remember his name. So it's kind of an origin for them as well. But they're all just military guys, and they're like, oh, these are the best military guys, and they get recruited into this agency. That's their origin. So, technically, this is the third origin movie that they've done in G.I. Joe. Duke has a relationship with the Baroness. So, who's the main Cobra guy? Like, who's the main villain? Is that- uh, Cobra Commander. Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Uh, yeah. All right. We can jump to spoilers. I'm assuming you're giving this a regression? I thought it was going to be a recalibration for kind of most of it, but then the end was just no good. I didn't, I didn't like the end at all. There is, uh, oh, we can go to spoilers, but we can talk about the mid credit scene. Okay, so if you haven't seen Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins, and you care about spoilers, go watch the movie, come back to this point in the episode. I'll put the timestamps in the description, and you can listen to our spoilers. Or if you want to, if you don't even care about G.I. Joe, you can skip to our Jungle Cruise <laughs> review, which is afterwards. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Not much in terms of spoilers. I was just going to, there's that mid-credit scene where he calls himself. Short Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow. I keep calling him. Did you already forget his name? Yeah, that's right. It's, it's <laughs> that forgettable. Uh, I keep calling him Shadow Storm, but. Yeah, he says his name, and he's with the Baroness. So he joins Cobra? Yeah, so he's originally in Cobra, but he kind of, um, he defects to, well, he never becomes a Joe, but he kind of, depending on some plot lines, he sometimes comes and works with the Joes. But he's never, he's like a anti-villain. Snake Eyes is like, I'm going to go find, what's his name? His actual name? Tommy. Tommy, yeah, he's got, I'm going to go find Tommy. So what I didn't get at the end was, the whole point of this movie is there's this, Gem or whatever? What What is that? Some fire gem or something that the clan has, Tommy's um, clan has, and they have some rules where they're meant to protect it, but they're not meant to use it. And then there's this villain. So you start off seeing Snake Eyes. He's doing some fight. He's fighting with some guy, and then he gets recruited by this guy, this other guy. Forgot his name. Uh, but he recruits him, and then he ends up working. So this is the part of the movie where it's just like, Lots of things happening, and every single scene is like a new thing happening. So he ends up working for this guy, and then he works in some fish port, illegally smuggling weapons to Japan or something. And then that's where you meet Tommy as well. So Tommy's like an undercover guy in this organization, and then you find out that Tommy and this guy that Snake Eyes were was working for uh, cousins, and there's some family. Basically, this guy was cast out from the family, right? Because he wanted to use the... Firestone or... Yeah. No, he tried to kill Tommy. He tried to kill Tommy. Okay. And then Snake Eyes saves Tommy in 
just a action sequence, but you find out later that this was all set up anyway. So he was still working for the guy the whole time. And this was just to gain the trust of Tommy. And then Tommy takes him to Japan and you get a little montage of Japan tourism as well. He's like, where are we going? And you get a one minute montage of Tokyo. <laughs> and then he takes him to this place and he's meant to get training and he's meant to join their clan. And he has to pass these three challenges. And I thought these three challenges would be like some, you know, he'd have to train in martial arts and he'd have to like pass, you have to fight the masters or something. But they were just these stupid challenges. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> they were very bad. <laughs> so one of them is like you have to, you have to get water, a bottle of water from the other guy in exchange for his bottle of water and all he had to do was just ask for it in the end. The second one, I didn't even get why that was a challenge because he's like, it wasn't really a challenge at all. It was just, he just gets some vision of his past or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. He just sees his dad die, I guess. Yeah. And then the third one, you get you get um, chucked in a pit of snakes. Yeah, big snakes. Yeah, anacondas, I think they say. There was a lot of snakes in the movies we watched yesterday. <laughs> yes, yeah. There were, there were a lot of. There's more snakes in in Jungle Cruise as well. Yeah, it was. I guess this movie was called Snake Eyes, so they're like, oh, we better put snakes in better it. Better put snakes in it, and the snakes can sense whether you're pure of heart or whatever. So if you're not, yeah. they just eat you. But if you are, then they just look at you for a bit and they go they just away. go away so this was the part so up till this point it seemed pretty grounded like it was like you know it's a slightly martial arts action type movie and then once the giant snakes coming started coming in i'm like what what is this and then the gem that they're guarding is it can basically like spontaneously combust anyone like or combust mm. anything if you put your mind to it i was like all right fine this is just getting crazy yeah, it just got a bit, yeah, it got very crazy from there. <laughs> and then they introduced this character, Scarlet, in between, just out of nowhere. She's like, oh, we should, we should um, call Scarlet. We should call Scarlet, yeah. And then, and then Snake Eyes is like, because Scarlet's like fighting someone while they're on a call with her. And he's like, is she going to be okay? And, and then they're like, she's Scarlet. What are you talking about? Like, what? Does that even answer his question? Are we meant to know this character is like amazing or? Yeah, I thought there would be more Scarlet in this movie because Snake Eyes and Scarlet um, have a relationship eventually. So I thought there would be some backstory there. But there's, yeah, there's no precursor for that. She's she's in that one action scene and then she shows up at the end for no reason. <laughs> I reckon she has about Five minutes, seven lines of dialogue. Five minutes, seven of lines of dialogue. Probably, yeah, and yeah, not ma- not many dialogues as well. Samara Weaving's good as well, so it's just a it's complete waste. Not great. And then there's this other character who I didn't really understand the relationship she had with Tommy because when she first gets introduced, he's like he says something really funny. He's like, "Oh, she's a security guard, but you don't have to." take what she says seriously or something I'm like what? yeah it's just really random it's not he's he doesn't say it in like jest as well he says it like really seriously yeah and then they linger on her face afterwards yeah. and she's like really sad I'm like, and i'm like wait what so why you do you just hate this person is that why you introduce her like that but then afterwards they don't really hate each other like they just they just work together like it, it didn't it didn't seem like they hated each other or anything and then she's, um, I forgot her name, it was like Akiko or something. Was Akiko, yeah. Is she in the movies, comics? I don't know her. Nah, she's not, in, she's not in the movies I've seen. She ends up following Snake Eyes around because she's suspicious that he's up to no good. And she's right. 
because she finds him stealing the gem at the end. All this stuff happens in between. Like he ends up gaining the trust of Tommy, but then he fails the challenges. But then Tommy's like, oh, we're still brothers. And they do this like blood brothers, you know, the, how they slit their wrists and they shake hands or whatever. They do that. Slit their wrists and kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> they suicide each other. I slit their palms, actually, not their wrists. But yeah. yeah. Um, they just slit their wrists. <laughs> <laughs> they're not committing suicide they don't commit suicide yeah. together they <laughs> yeah and they do that and then he the way you get into the safe where they keep this gem is it has to use the blood of the family and snake eyes ends up acquiring the blood because he gets it on his handkerchief from when they do the blood brother's oath and uh, then he steals the gem and he goes and gives it to the baroness and the other dude and then he realizes that he's made a mistake this particular part the action sequence was all right where they chase there's like the motorbike sequence and um there was just a funny part where storm shadow and the other akiko are chasing snake eyes because they're like oh we need to get him and kill him or whatever and snake eyes is chasing this other guy and then in between he i think he takes out a couple of the other guys men and then akiko is like oh snake eyes he killed the other guys so he's actually helping us <laughs> but it kind of leads to nowhere because then Storm Shadow tries to kill him tries to again kill him anyway. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then they end up having a fight sequence and then they come to some sort of truce anyway and they end up going back to the village. And it's all a big circle because they leave the village and then and they then end they up coming go back. Straight back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there's the end fight sequence. And what the funniest part, and this, I don't know if this was even meant to be funny, but basically the guy turns on Baroness. And then Baroness, some reason she ends up joining with Scarlet and Scarlet ends up joining with the... Oh, we didn't even mention this, but there's a grandma who's amazing at martial arts or something. Like, out of nowhere. She's amazing at using her fan. Yeah, out of nowhere. She's she, got a paper fan. Yeah, and she, she just like taking out all these guys and they end up all joining. And then there's this part where all of them just like walking in a line. Like, it's like Scarlet, Baroness, Snake Eyes, uh, Storm Shadow. Tommy. The, the grandma, like, <laughs> is this meant to be like... Hardmaster, blindmaster. Yeah, it's like some yeah. team-up moment. But yeah, overall, the, the final climax was pretty underwhelming. The guy ends up getting eaten by the snakes, and Snake Eyes doesn't. Yeah, the villain gets eaten by the snakes, and Snake Eyes doesn't. I, I, I stopped caring at this point. I, I, I was very much tuned out. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then they... Because Tommy... So Tommy tries to use the gem... So the grandma's all they kick it back, all pissed yeah. off at him. She's like, "Oh, you you can't you can't lead this family anymore." He loses the plot. He's like, "No, nah, I'm leaving, and um, I'm gonna." He has a word with Snake Eyes. He's like, "I'm gonna kill you next time I see you." And then the grandma's like, "You're still a part of the family, though. Like, why are you going? Where are you going?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's like you can't lead, but I still want you here. Yeah. <laughs> like she changed her mind really quickly. Like two minutes ago, she wanted him out. Do you know the the thing about this movie? Like throughout the whole part of the movie, I'm like, Snake Eyes is a dog bloke, and Tommy's actually in, like, a like Tommy's guy. actually the nice guy. He seems yeah. like a decent guy. Yeah, yeah. And he actually didn't yeah. do anything wrong. Like he, he didn't do anything <laughs> wrong in this whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's the one that gets the villain tag at the end. Yeah, and for some reason, Snake Eyes, who Snake Eyes, who betrayed them. Essentially gave the yeah. stone to the other guy gets to stay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, Snake Eyes is a dog bloke, man. He's not a nice guy. Do you reckon if you watch this with a bunch of friends, is that fun to be had or is it just too boring? I think it's just too boring. Yeah. I think it's probably too boring. 
I think the that whole middle part I definitely checked out. Yeah, the whole middle part. There's just not not enough there. Either they just had to go full on campy, which they didn't, or they had to commit to it being like grounded, and they didn't do that either. It was stuck in that awkward middle stage where it did commit to anything and so where where does this land in terms of the other gi joe movies sounds like you like you didn't like this one as much as the other two yeah well the first one's definitely my favorite and then this probably just as bad as the second one i wouldn't say it's worse i'd say it's just as bad it's just generic like both of them fall under the same same scenario they're just generic action movies that don't do anything special well bit of trivia and talking about the previous two G.I. Joe films and Andrew Koji. This is a, his opinion on the previous two G.I. Joe films. I thought about playing that character. He's talking about Storm Shadow because I didn't like the first two films. I can say that I'm allowed to not like a film. So I was hesitant at first not to accept. It was a big studio film and my first role in a big studio film. So I was very hesitant because I didn't want to, didn't have trust in Hollywood to do that. What Warrior taught me is, and the voice that it gave me helped my work on Storm Shadow. I don't want to play a character with a six-pack. I wanted him to be human and flawed. He's going through stuff. For me, when I saw the first two G.I. Joe films, I was like, I don't want to do that. That's not my kind of thing. Well, he obviously didn't like the first two. I'm not sure if they did any justice to his character in this one, though. I still like Adru Koji, but yeah, unfortunately, he, he backed the wrong horse here. Yeah, well, he's he's obviously suited to the character, and they... They probably cast it right, but I just don't think the script was up to scratch. His Asian accent's actually quite good. So he's actually British? Uh, no, he's either American or Canadian. I, I don't know which one. If he if he's born in England, his American accent's quite good as well then, because <laughs> he does an American accent on Warrior. Yeah, he's from Surrey. He's a British actor. Okay. Yeah. Well, his accents are quite good. <laughs> he's meant to be playing a Japanese guy in this, so he had a pretty good Japanese accent. The other thing is, everyone in the room was Japanese, so why are they speaking English? <laughs> like the grandma... Yeah, yeah, except for Storm Shadow, uh, except for Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes, yeah. The other part, which was pretty funny, is it's going back to that Scarlet and Baroness switch. They just openly commit to, like, joining teams. Like, everyone can hear them. They're just, like, speaking across the room. They're like, let's come to a truce. And I'm like, everyone just heard you do this. And then for some reason, they just let them all move to the same side of the room as well. I hope Andrew Koji gets to do something better than this in the future. He would have been good in a movie like Shang-Chi or something. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure he would have tried out for the role of Shang-Chi. Or he would have been at least asked to try out for the role. Same with um, Hardmaster. I reckon he would have been asked to try out for the role or tried out for it. Like we mentioned, Snake Eyes was changed from a Caucasian character in the comics and the animated series to a half-Asian character. We always talk about this, but whenever you look into trivia, there's always uh, completely useless and unrelated trivia. This is one of them. So Samara Weaving is the niece of Hugo Weaving, who voiced Megatron in Michael Bay's first three Transformers live-action movies. I actually didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> which is I didn't know that, yeah. <laughs> what, you didn't know that he voiced Megatron? You didn't know that she's the niece? No, no. I didn't know that she was his niece. <laughs> yes. She's the niece of Hugo Weaving. Yeah. She's from Australia. Well, yeah. Hugo Weaving's Australian as well, so she's from Australia. And... The point of this piece of trivia was that they're both based on Hasbro properties. I'm pretty sure Transformers is Mattel. <laughs> so, mate, it's just, it's, the trivia's yeah. not even right then. Let me check, Let actually. me check this. Oh, it does say Hasbro. Maybe I'm wrong. Hasbro, yeah. I guess, I guess they are both Hasbro. 
But anyway, you learned something today. You learned that Samara Weaving yeah, is here. Yeah, I learned two knees. things. Nice. And, and that uh, both Transformers and G.I. Joe are Hasbro properties. And that Hugo Weaving voiced Megatron in the that was like a multi layered piece of trivia. I I knew I knew the Hugo Weaving. But <laughs> I'm just checking what Mattel does. So while while I do that, you can uh you can oh no wait I've got it here now. They do Masters of the Universe, which is uh, He Man and all that. All those guys. There was a show actually recently, wasn't there on Netflix an animated? Yes, yeah. Masters and of they Universe. do Barbie. They do Barbie. Surprised there hasn't been a Barbie movie. Well, there's. There is one coming out with Margot Robbie. They make a movie on everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Okay. Nothing else on Snake Eyes? Nah, didn't like it. <laughs> the, definitely the worst of the two movies from yesterday. So I don't know if uh, this movie was just, was actually just better or was it, did we think it was better because we just watched Snake Eyes? But Okay. Yeah. So. I have a I have a real soft spot for these type of movies. So I I love these type of movies. It's like your Indiana Jones esque, even like the bad ones, like your Journey to the Center of the Earth, action that adventure. kind of stuff. Family action adventure, I would say. Yes, romancing the stone, that kind of stuff. Even national treasures in this sort of boat as well. This is very Indiana Jones esque, isn't it? Time time setting Nazis. So before I went into Snake Eyes, actually. There's a guy sitting, it was a completely empty cinema. There was like no one there. There was one guy sitting outside the cinema and I was just buying some tickets and he's like, Dwayne Johnson, he's he's an amazing actor. I'm going to watch the movie again. I'm like, are you talking about Jungle Cruise? I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I just watched it and I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> Look, I would watch this again. I thought it was amazing. Did you like it? I did like it. Well, we could get into it. So it's basically a bit of background on it. So it's based off a ride. This is the new parts of the Caribbean, isn't it? Yeah, well, they want it to be. Don't you reckon? This is Indiana Jones meets Pirates of the Caribbean. It's kind of, it's got very similar things to the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie as well. I would say it's Indiana Jones setting, Pirates of the Caribbean style, like the the way they've made it. And then the characters are the mummy. That's essentially what it is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's a combination of those three, but it works. It works for what they've uh, delivered, I guess. So it's directed by Joam Coletzera. You definitely have seen his movies. His first two movies are Ass of Wax and Gold 2, Living the Dream, both of which I haven't seen. Then he directed a movie called Orphan. I think it's a horror movie back in 2009. But then he went on the Liam Neeson train. He went unknown, nonstop, run all night. And in between, he did The Shallows with Blake Lively. Blake Lively. And then he did The Communa again, with, uh, which is actually with Liam Neeson on a train. I think I've only seen nonstop. Yeah, I haven't seen Run All Night. I have seen The Commuter. I hear they're all... Average, aren't they? They're fun for what they... If you like Liam Neeson... Like, yeah. like, they're not bad. They're just a good time. If you like Liam Neeson bashing up people, then you'll like Yeah. Him. Yeah, he did a bunch of movies with Liam Neeson, and then he's doing this Jungle Cruise. Well, he did Jungle Cruise, and next, he's jumping on the Dwayne The Rock Johnson bandwagon, I guess, so he's doing Black Adam next. Oh, okay, yeah. That, well, that bodes well for Black Adam, because I think Dwayne Johnson was kind of portrayed well in this movie. Well, he's... Pretty much himself. It's, it's, like he's he's Dwayne the Rock Johnson, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, he's he's got he's got his own kind of charisma, and he's he's good to watch on the screen. Yeah, he's his own charismatic self. And then uh, adding to that, you got Emily Blunt, who's also charismatic. He's he, she's herself essentially in this movie as well. So uh, both of them were good, and they both play off well together. Surprisingly, I didn't expect it. I, I'm like. 
these two are better together than John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are together. (laughs) (laughs) If I was John Krasinski, I'd be worried, man, because The Rock's coming. Apart from those two, you've got supporting cast as well. Jack Whitehall. Yeah, Jack Whitehall, who plays the brother of Emily Blunt. And there's Edgar Ramirez, who plays, I guess, a villain character. He's a guy. (laughs) Jesse Plemons, who is also a villain. Uh, who I found quite entertaining. He was uh, over the top, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and Paul Giamatti's also in it, because why not? Everyone kind of chews scenery in this, though. They just go all out. Especially Jesse Plemons' character. He's like, he's a caricature. <laughs> but it kind of fits in this movie, because, like we said, it's like a Pirates of the Caribbean-style narrative. So, in that, you obviously got Johnny Depp doing his Jack Sparrow over-the-top thing. So, it kind of fits in this movie. If anything, they probably could have used him more. They probably could have worked off Jesse Plemons a bit more. A bit about the ride, actually. So, Jungle Cruise, I've never been on it. And I've been to... I haven't been on it either. I've been to multiple Disneylands, but I've never been on this because when I went to LA, it was way too busy. When I went to Tokyo, it was closed. It's not in Paris. I don't think they have it in Paris. And in Hong Kong, when we went there, I don't think we went on it, did we? No, we did go on it. Never been on it. But basically, it's an attraction where... You have a captain or a skipper that basically guides you through the jungle and gives you narration, like over the top narration. And I think there's, I think there's this part, I've been on the ride, but there's a part at the start of this movie that I'm pretty sure is just the ride. Essentially, yes. Well, that's what happens when you're, apparently that's what happens when you're on the ride. And there's a part where they reference like the back of the water. Apparently that's on the ride. That's just a joke that they make on the ride, but it simulates major rivers in Asia, Africa, and South America. In this one, it's obviously the Amazon River in South America. There's animatronic animals and stuff on the ride. So it's, uh, if you've been on, well, it's, it's actually similar to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. So it's, it'd be that style of, of ride. So it's not a uh, thrill ride or anything. It's just a, a cruise. And the ride itself, it's one of the original Disneyland rides. So it opened in 1955. So it's, uh, it's an old ride. And a lot of people don't know that the uh, ride for a lot of younger people, I guess, don't know that the ride for Pirates of the Caribbean was well before the movies. Which is why this is this is that, isn't it? They're trying to do Pirates of the Caribbean again. And interesting, they reopened, so they refurbished the ride over last year in Disneyland and Disney World, and it reopened like two weeks ago. But it wasn't to put in characters from this movie. Apparently, there was a lot of racist depictions and stuff on the ride. So they removed all of that stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if they revamped the ride again and have like... To put the rock in it. (laughs) Yeah, just have him... Or just have the rock's voice in the background or have him be the skipper. Just uh, recruit skippers that look like the rock, which is not easy actually because he's... Yeah, because he's a... He's a uh, massive guy. Do you realise in every movie he's in now that they mentioned how much of a big man he is yeah. like you are you are not normal <laughs> <laughs> you're a behemoth of a man all right we could jump into our non-spoiler section so what what is the story of this one okay so it's very it's very indiana jones-esque i think where so they're, they're looking for this mcguffin situation happening they're looking for this pedal which can cure any illness in the world and this is in 19 is this World War Two or World War One? Nineteen World War One. I. I think it was yeah. like nineteen eleven yeah. or something like 16 that. Sixteen or something. It says it's two years into the World War One. They're looking for this tree that has a pedal that can cure any illness, which is in the Amazon rainforest. And the Nazis are searching for it, but also Emily Blunt is, and then she like employs the Rock to help her with Jack Whitehall. They're not Nazis, I guess, because this is World War One. World War One. They're yeah, just, just Germans. Germans. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it would have been 1916, 1917, I think. World War One went from 1914 to 1918. And it's based in based on the Amazon River, but they meet in Brazil, essentially. Dwayne The Rock Johnson in, in this one, he plays a skipper. And basically, when you first meet him... Frank. Frank, yeah, Frank. When you first meet him, he's doing a cruise. He just hits you with like 20 dad jokes in like... Two minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I He just keeps going for them. Yeah. And I um unashamedly enjoyed every single one of them. <laughs> they were bad, but they were just so bad that they were good. It's it's funny because of the other characters' interaction to the dad joke as well. Yeah. They're all like, just no, stop, please. <laughs> and he just keeps going. <laughs> so Jungle Cruise, do you reckon it sailed or sunk? Oh, good one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I appreciate this one because at least there was dad jokes in the movie, so you're just adding to the, the dad joke train. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I also liked it. Like many cruises, it had its ups and downs, but I think there were more ups than downs. There were, there were a couple of negatives, which I'll mention, but we've already mentioned that the cast are good. The humour was surprisingly good from all the cast. I think The Rock and Emily Blunt are just funny people. And Jake Whitehall is obviously funny because he's a stand-up comedian. So, yeah, he's going to be funny. And he, I don't think I've seen him in a major movie. Have you seen him in a major movie before? Let me check what he was in. He's in a lot of episodes of the, the Graham Norton show. As a guest? As a guest, yeah. He was in Frozen as the priest, troll priest, uncredited. And unused in the final cut of the film, so technically he wasn't in it. He's not in that, yeah. yeah. The Bad Education Movie, Mother's Day, Asterix, The Mansion of Gods, Nutcracker and the Four Realms. That's it. He's in another movie coming up called Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh, I've seen the trailer for that. That looks dog shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so this is like his first big movie, I guess. No, he was good in it as well. And everyone's pretty funny, aren't they? Everyone, yeah, except for maybe the villains. Well, there's two sets of villains. There's Jesse Plemons and there's these other Spanish But they're not meant to be funny, those guys. I guess there's not much scope for them to... Well, they didn't need to be funny, but they're also not in it that much. They probably should have been in it more because they're technically like the main villains. There was a couple of twists, which I... I did see the first twist coming. Couple twists? Uh, well, there's one big twist. There's one big yeah, twist. There's one big. I didn't see that coming. I thought that was good. It adds. It it would have been like a generic action movie to a something slightly different. Had a bit more to it. Oh, one more thing. I, I thought the sets and the production values were good. They were lavish. It just looked like a big budget movie. It was all CGI, but there was some nice scenery and and stuff in the movie, which which looked okay. Negatives wise, there was there was some good CGI, but there was also some. Not so great CGI uh, in some parts as well, especially once you get towards the end. I think it started to lose a bit of steam. Lo- lose a bit. Of, yeah. Lose a bit of. Yeah. Se- did you see the pun I had there? Lose, like a boat. Well, it only works if they know it was a steam locomotive. So yeah. you did say that. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I thought the villains, basically all of them, are CG. There was a lot of CGI associated with them, and I thought that wasn't that great. It looked a bit like just looked messy and like cluttered. So I didn't think that was that great. And. I don't know if you noticed this, but the background score was fine. But in some scenes, it was like, not like Tenet, not like overpowering, but like overwhelming. Like it was like, this is an action movie. And this is like, this is the music in an action movie. And it was like, hmm. it just felt I a didn't bit too much. I particularly notice it, but you could be right. I didn't notice it specifically. but Yeah, there's a scene where they're like, Emily Blunt gets captured momentarily. And they're just running through this 
town or whatever, like this market, and the music's just like blasting. There was like a lot happening in the music anyway. It kind of distracted from the the scene a little bit, but it's it's minor. It's not a it's not a big thing. There's a little bit of ADR in this movie as well, where they've I think they've added dialogue in post, and they generally do it through like a they have like a a shot of a scenery, and then they have the character talk in the background. So you don't see them. Uh, talking, yeah. Yeah, you don't see them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, it's not a bad thing, but they did it like four or five times, I'm pretty sure. But apart from that, I maybe because I just, I think there was two things. I didn't expect that much from this movie. I just thought it would be whatever. And I also just, we also just watched Snake Eyes. So yeah. <laughs> literally well, just watched it. Conversely to Snake Eyes, where like nothing happens in the in the movie for like so long, this movie doesn't stop. It constantly so, something's constantly happening. Yeah. It just keeps going. It's a fun. I think it's just a fun family movie. It's it's probably even more targeted to families than even Pirates of the Caribbean was. I think it's much more of a go out with the whole family and have a good time type of movie. So obviously, I give it a cognitive recalibration. Oh, I didn't mention that it's also out on Disney Plus. Premium access, so you have to pay the extra fee. I guess if you're in lockdown and you can't go out anywhere and you want a family movie, it's not a not a bad option. It's also the last movie that they've got in terms of the Disney Plus plus theatrical release, simultaneous release. So all the ones after this, they haven't announced any Disney Plus releases. Hopefully they don't get sued by The Rock as well. <laughs> but screw them. They make, they make so much money. They can pay people. All right. Should we jump into spoilers? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, recalibration for both of us. If you haven't seen Jungle Cruise and you care about spoilers, go watch it, come back to this point, and listen to our spoilers. The only big twist was that Dwayne Johnson, or Frank in this movie, is a cursed soldier or whatever. He's, he's- well, the villains, the villains are, like, cursed because they killed this, they killed the tribe leader that ho- owns this arrowhead, the arrowhead that unlocks the pedals. Track down? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the the tribe leader kind of curses curses all the people in the party that killed him, and Dwayne Johnson was one of them, essentially. I think the rules around this curse are that you can't move away too far from the river or else you get pulled back towards it. So he ends up living, he's like 400 years old, so he ends up living near the river, and then you find out that he actually built the whole town as well. If he built the whole town, why doesn't he own all the boats? And why is it? Yeah, I I thought about that. I'm like, if you built the whole town, surely you own the whole town. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, yeah, it made some bad investments or something and someone came and bought him out. It's just not very good. Paul Giamatti is just a better businessman. But yeah, there, there was that whole backstory, uh, which was probably added to the movie a little bit because it would have just been like a normal, just normal action movie. So that added a little bit. And apart from that, there was not much. There was that backstory about how him and... Who's the guy? Aguirre or whatever his name is. Were they friends? I think they were. Yeah, they're friends. Yeah, they're like basically brothers. Yeah, they grew up together. Aguirre's daughter was really sick, so he wanted to get this Tears of the Moon pedal, which apparently can cure any ailment. Yeah, exactly. It's like a cure to all diseases, essentially, and it was going to change the medical world forever. So that's why Emily Blunt's character was trying to search for it. Where did they get the arrowhead from? I, I think I missed that. Because it ends up in London somehow, where she gets it. I, I missed the part where it ended up in London. Yeah, 
I think some archaeological expedition got it, and then they shipped it over to London. Yeah, and she steals it, and oh, there's a big, there's a big thing in this movie about Emily Blunt wearing pants as well. I think it's just because it's like, like there's a whole thing in this movie Time where period. everyone thinks women are, yeah. yeah, women are incompetent and can't do anything, and yeah. Emily Blunt kind of fights against against that. So she steals it in London, and then they end up traveling to Brazil uh, on the Amazon River to try to track down this pedal. We didn't mention it in, in non-spoilers, but there's also a CGI character, a pet character. Yeah, a cheetah. Cheetah? It's a leopard? Is it a leopard? Leopard, a yeah. Leopard? It's Because yeah. cheetahs are like slim, right? They're like... Yeah, it looked a bit yeah. bulkier than a cheetah. Yeah. yeah. But it's Frank's pet leopard, I guess. Proxima. Yeah. So basically, Frank's also like a big con artist as well. He's got like different things on the, on the Jungle Cruise as well. Like he's got... This tribe that works for him that uh, come out and like basically scare the the guests on the cruise as well. So obviously he's been pretty far on this river because there's one part where they get captured by this tribe, but you find out the tribe's been working for for Frank the whole time as well, and that's like pretty far down the river. Yeah, because he initially searched for it. That's the, right. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, and you find out that he's yep. the one that actually drew all the maps as well. Yeah, yeah, but he could never find it because he never had the arrowhead, which changes it. That's right. It's But it's a fun kind of action-adventure. Good summer movie. Trivia-wise, I don't have too much. We've already mentioned that there are several, several elements from the park attraction that are featured in the movie. So one is the backside of the water gag. Apparently they do, in the or some of the cast members do, at the attraction. The film has been described as being similar to The African Queen, which was actually the inspiration for Walt Disney to build the original Jungle Cruise ride. This is an old film with Humphrey Bogart and Catherine Hepburn. It came out in like 1951 or something, but it's apparently similar to that. Fair enough. And so this is technically, I think it's the fourth ride that they've tried to make a movie out of. The Tomorrow Land? Tomorrow Land, which is not a ride. It's like a section of... Disneyland. There's Haunted Mansion. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Starring and then these parts of the Caribbean and this one. Parts of the Caribbean, yeah. Which other rides do you think they'll they could uh, the the teacups? <laughs> <laughs> Most of the other rides are kind of based off. You could do like a Space Mountain. Space Mountain's changed to Star Wars now. Oh, has it? Oh, they must be doing that now. But in Tokyo, it was still Space Mountain, but. Yeah, there must be. It would make sense, I guess, if it's a Star Wars ride. It's essentially. Yeah, I think they're pivoting. Yeah, it's essentially like a. You could definitely repurpose it to be a Star Wars ride. There's also Big Thunder Mountain, which is a, a roller coaster. There's Splash Mountain as well. So these are these are the ones not based off any Disney properties. They just. I think that's all of them. I'm trying to think what other rides I've been on, because a lot of them are just based off movies. Like there's a Ratatouille ride in. Um, Paris. There's a Finding Nemo ride. I'm sure there's other rides that... Yeah. Well, you could do... Yeah. They've actually repurposed... What's that one? Tara Terra. So, Tara Terra was like a Twilight Zone-themed ride, but now they've rebranded that to a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But you could do a Tower of Terror or something like that. And Dwayne Johnson, he likes these jungle movies, doesn't he? How many jungle movies has he Which other ones does he do? So, hasn't he done one which is Welcome to the Jungle or something? And then... Yeah, I haven't seen that, but he might have. Let me let me look at his film. I'm pretty sure he's done quite... There's... Uh, obviously, Jumanji is Welcome to the Jungle. He's got a massive Wikipedia article because he's done so many 
so many different things. He's an entrepreneur. He's a filmmaker. He's a wrestler. Okay, so if I search Jungle on his filmography, uh, so Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, which is the first Jumanji. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jungle Cruise. He's done that mysterious island movie, which I guess is a jungle movie. You won't get that in there, but Journey, Journey to, to the Mysterious Island. Yeah, the Mysterious yeah. Island. I'm pretty sure there was a welcome. Is that Welcome to the Jungle or something? Welcome to, yeah, Welcome to the Jungle. 2013 movie. Okay, he's not in that. It's with John Coltrane. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he likes these uh, jungle-themed adventures. Apparently, he's a... I don't know if this is a spoiler, but it's on his Wikipedia page. He's in Free Guy. Oh, he is? Okay, must be a cameo. <laughs> must be, yeah. And then he's doing yeah. a movie called Red Notice, which is... Oh, yeah, that's with Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. It's a Netflix movie, yeah. director Netflix. Yeah. And then he's in DC League of Super Pets. As Crypto the Super. Yeah, he's a voice. Yeah. yeah. And then Black Adam. And he's not in uh, Fast 10, which he confirmed. No, story. he said he's done. Done with the franchise, so. Anything else on Jungle Cruise? I think we've covered that pretty well. No, not really. I frankly quite enjoyed it. And uh, I think it would be a movie that's good to watch with, with some friends or just uh, when you're bored. And it's probably good for a rewatch as well, I reckon. So it's a kind of recalibration from the both of us. So if you have any thoughts on either Snake Eyes or Jungle Cruise, we'd like to know. So how, how do people get in touch with us? Contact us on all platforms at Cognitive Recalibration or you can always email us at uh, Cognitive Recalibration Podcast at gmail.com. So that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'll put the links below in the description for those as well. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so by giving us a good review on iTunes or your podcast streaming service of choice. Uh, that makes us more discoverable on search engines. And whenever someone searches for Jungle Cruise Review, we'll come up as one of the first few options. It's another episode down. So next week, we've got Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. The yeah. Suicide Squad. I'm hearing good things about it, but let's see. Let's see what happens with that one. Let's uh, hope for the best. We'll come back with some comic book uh movie stuff next week. That's right. We're back to I our guess. comic book yeah. movies. We we had a bit of a run there where we were doing mostly comic book stuff. Like we had Black Widow. I feel like, like people don't care about our DC stuff as much as our Marvel stuff though. We haven't done as many DC movies, have we? Or DC properties. I don't to be honest, that. we probably know more about DC characters than we do Marvel characters to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. Because we grew up more with DC mm. than with Marvel. Yeah. But I don't know anything about Suicide Squad, so especially the the characters in this movie, they seem pretty obscure. Yeah, I know I know some stuff about some of them, but some of them, no idea. So we'll see how that goes. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. We did not recommend Snake Eyes, but we do recommend Jungle Cruise. So if you have a choice between those two, our recommendation is Jungle Cruise, but you can make Definitely your own decision. Definitely Jungle Cruise. <laughs> anyway, hope you're all staying safe, and we'll see you next week for The Suicide Squad. See you the next week. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.